0: Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast hosted by Nebraska homers. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman.
1: Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the brother who loves the forest green shirt. I sure do. That's me, Ryan Newman. It goes with my eyes. It does. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And by the other brother who loves a nice Heather Gray. That is also true. Trey Newman. All right. Let's start off the show here with an exciting announcement. After over 1000 days of podcasting, I calculated that out uh, almost three years, we have merch available. So if you're watching the YouTube version of the show, you'll see that right now uh it's available for the next two weeks so if you want to buy a college football bros t-shirt go to collegefootballbros.com slash merch we have four different colors here um and if you look in your uh, podcast app it's in the episode description we put a link there and on youtube we put it in the uh, description
0: below the video as well uh so ryan and trey what's which shirt do you guys like the best oh i'm going with the green one forest green that looks that looks sweet man
2: yeah how about I, you, Trey? I'm either between the the Heather Gray or the slightly darker blue. Yeah, the indigo is as indigo, they call. It. I, like yeah, the I like indigo. Yeah, yeah indigo yeah, the is, prime. is good. Yeah, I've got enough grays. I could go with that indigo. That right. uh, that other blue one is it's a strong one. It is. Yeah, the the ice blue. Yeah, if yeah.
0: You want we'll to be see bold. how many we
1: sell that. It's it's yeah. bold for sure. I mean, I like that color. <laughs> but no,
0: it's cool. Yeah, it's
1: every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. All right. Anyway, uh, let's get into. Uh, The theme of this episode, it's a mailbag episode. Ask the bros. So, Trey, what's our first
2: question? Yeah, we've got one from Paxton M. Scoggins, and he's asking, could we possibly have two Big Ten teams in the playoff? Ohio State and Penn State. I think so, he says. What about Nebraska?
0: Whoa. Yeah, what a slight. Shots fired at Nebraska. Yeah, wow. I mean, come on. (laughs) Our win total is like six. Give us a break. Yeah. Uh I think it's totally possible that, that that can happen. It's a long shot of course, but you know, obviously one of them has to win the Big 10 and that's not far-fetched at all. I mean, they're you know, arguably the two favorites in that in the, in the conference. Um mm-hmm. then the other one, the one that the team that doesn't win the title has to go 11 and 1 with the only loss coming to, you know, the team that ended up winning. It could come to somebody. It has to be that to me that pretty much has to be it. So I guess the question is, like, which team would have a better chance to make it as the team that had lost? You know, the team that loses in the regular season. I think it's Ohio State. For sure. Yeah, Just because they play at Penn State, so that's that's a difference. And then they also play at Oregon in the non-conference, which is a high-profile game. Um, although uh, Penn State does play at Virginia Tech, so Vitech could have a better year than Oregon. Um, it's possible. Possible, yeah. So it's not like that big of a difference, but I just feel like... You know, losing on the road at an 11-1 and or a Big Ten champ for Ohio State would just – that wouldn't hold them out. Plus, they got the cachet. They're the Buckeyes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I echo everything you said. It's We've had
1: six playoffs so far, and there's only been one time that two teams from the same conference have made it. Of course, 2017, Alabama and Georgia, which – I mean, I, I hadn't really thought about it, but it's surprising that it's only happened once. I would have thought, you know, if you asked they me six the SEC years ago, you would have got a couple. Yeah, 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 exactly. I mean, I think the SEC is more likely than the Big Ten to to get to this upcoming year, but it's closer. Every with, year. Yeah, well, most years, but sometimes they kind of beat each other up. But this year you do have I feel like Penn State and, and uh, Ohio State are kind of clearly the two best teams in the in the Big Ten.
2: Well, yeah, but the, when you look at, you got to throw in Wisconsin, I think, because they're actually, when you look at the odds, they're actually tied with Penn State in terms of the second best chance to win the title, but that's mainly because they're in the opposite division. So it's a little bit, they're, they're kind of the de facto favorite in the West, of course. So they'll have a chance in the Big Ten title, but, um, Michigan and Minnesota like I just don't see them doing it at all this year I know he talked about primarily Ohio State and Penn State since they're the the front runners but uh, I think it, they would need a little bit of a lot of chaos in order for for another team another Big Ten team to sneak in okay Yep.
0: all right let's move on to the next question here from andrew underscore y23 uh, what are y'all's favorite tv
1: show okay well of all time if he's asking that it's breaking bad but right now, I'm gonna go Silicon Valley. Do do either of you guys watch Silicon Valley? I don't. No. <laughs> I've heard great things though. Yeah, it is so funny. It's on yeah, it's on HBO. And right now though, HBO is or a lot of their shows are free kind of during this quarantine time. They've been opening up some of their shows, and Silicon Valley is one of them, so
2: highly recommend that. Honestly, I mean, I'm gonna say a non sports, because I love Sports SportsCenter. And I'll watch that almost every night, even even now. But uh I'm going to kind of hedge, and I'm going to say anything that's on been on Showtime. I loved Dexter, uh, yeah. Homeland, Billions, uh, Ray Donovan, to name a few. Like, all those Showtime series that have been on, I've loved. No spoilers, yeah. but what did you think about the ending of Homeland? I haven't watched it yet. DVR okay, still. Well, all right. Well,
1: then we won't discuss it. No. It I don't want to spoil it for anyone else. You can't spoil oh, you it for it, anyone.
0: Right? Yeah. Yeah, I you can't it. spoil it for anybody. I know, I'm not this,
1: don't worry, don't worry. I won't yeah. spoil it. <laughs> yeah. But it did end. We got, a, end. Lot of, we got yeah. a lot of listeners that would be
0: pissed off too. <laughs> I know. What's your show, Ryan? Uh, right now, uh, I'm watching Ozark, uh, which is pretty good. Uh course, mm-hmm. I'm I'm not all the way caught up with it. I'm a little behind, you know. So forgive me. <laughs> it's okay. So is that that's your a thing? good it me, That's it reminds me of a Jim Gaffigan mo- uh, joke. He was talking about like how people when people are friends are talking about tv shows they feel like you're talking with debt collectors like oh i'm a little behind you know <laughs> oh yeah I'll, yeah I'll, you know i'll catch up in a week yeah i promise you know <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty good yeah <laughs> so yeah that was pretty good right now narcos was a classic uh mm-hmm. i'm trying to think what else did i just finished uh, better call saul was a I good, good off. it was it's pretty good yeah. um yeah anyways there's some good ones out there though cool all right next question
1: from Sauce Tin Garrett he says if you were starting as a head coach at a rebuilding program
2: what position would you recruit first so i think there's only there's only two answers you can have here i'm going to name one i'll let you guys maybe take another i'm going to say the cl- the clear answer is quarterback like if you you need a game changer at that position cuz he can mask a lot of other offensive flaws and kind of carry you um so i'm going to
0: say quarterback okay i kind of figured that was uh, what people would go I'm gonna go a different route just because I don't know just because I'm gonna say the defensive line (laughs) yeah there's just nothing more demoralizing than watching your team just get gashed and gashed and gashed because your defensive line is horrible there's just no you can't mask that like that is just you're you're so bad that you can't even stop it so that's been that's frustrating when you're when you know your defensive line is just atrocious okay I went the boring answer I went
1: quarterback as well um, and just, I think the perfect ex- example is right now with, uh, what's happened at North Carolina and Sam Howell. Like he had an amazing year one, which just, just kind of catapulted everything at North Carolina. The recruiting's insane now. Um, you know, I, to some extent, I'm sure that would have happened anyway, but I don't, I think he's, he's kind yeah. of exploded it.
0: Yeah. We looked like that last year with Adrian Martinez. Yeah, Nebraska. Exactly. There, it it looked good for for a year there, or for
1: second half of the year at least. Sophomore slump,
2: maybe. So, yep. Hope so. We hope.
1: We're heavy on the Nebraska in this episode. I guess it's (laughs) we're homers. You know what can we say? Yeah, yeah.
2: Ryan, Ryan had to. He couldn't resist.
0: It was. (laughs) It did
2: fit the narrative. I know. It's true. All right. Our next one is from Texas Lightning DB, saying, "When will Florida get over the Georgia hump?" So, I think Mullen has has narrowed the gap a lot quicker than
1: probably anybody thought that he would. And it's possible this year that Florida is better than Georgia. I think right now I would say Georgia's a little better if if we're making a point spread for their game this fall, I'd say or whenever it is. I would say I'd give like maybe a 3-point favorite to Georgia, something like that. Um so it's within the margin for error. But, uh, I so I think one of the next two years, if you had to say in
0: the next two years, will Florida win one of them, I would say they would. Yeah, that's the route I went. I said in the next two years. It could be this year or the next year, but yeah. it's just, they're close already. Like, they're yeah. just not, there's not a whole lot separating them. Mullen's taking Florida back, one, two New Year's Six Bowls. So it's like, how much more can does he have to prove that he's there? He's right there. So, yeah, it, it they're going to be neck and neck from here on out, I think. This question kind of had me look at the Georgia-Florida
2: series and... It's interesting. The last twelve years, they've alternated winning three in a row. Mm. Four, so four different times. It's been Georgia, Florida, or Florida, Georgia, Florida, Georgia. And you know, just looking at the most recent three years, like Florida's just purely on the scores. They've they've narrowed the gap. They only lost by seven this past year. And uh, and Michael, you brought up the point where it, it could definitely happen this year. And just in terms of like. We'll get into it in the previews, of course. But Jamie Newman, like he's great, but he's still a little bit of an unknown in the Georgia offense. And whereas, kind of yeah. with Trask, you kind of know what you're going to get in terms of production. I'm um, I mean, granted Georgia's defense is insane, but uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, well, but overall, I think it could happen this
1: year, of course. Well, speaking of Trask versus Newman, I haven't thought about this till just now. But if you were to bet on who's going to have just a better statistical season this year, Trask, Trask or Newman? Trask. You're taking Trask? Yeah. Trask already had a good statistical
2: year last I year. I know. I, I think the, year I, I, the ceiling is definitely probably a little higher with Newman, but there's mm-hmm. just that great unknown yeah. where I would I would be more comfortable betting Trask.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree, Sorry, bro. Sorry, bro. I think Trask is going to blow yeah. up, man. He's going to be rising up the draft boards and stuff. hmm Could be. That's what I said on the Ross Tucker football podcast. Oh, wow. Check out Ryan's appearance on the <laughs> Ross Tucker football <laughs> nice podcast. Drop. Yeah. 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 All right, next question. All right, yeah. Uh, Aaron Chapman, 12, uh, he asks, best conference realignment move in the last 10 years and the worst conference realignment move? So this is a good conference realignment question. It's not just like, what do we think is going to happen? I like this version of it. Okay, what's been good, what's been bad?
2: So I'm going to go with the best. I'll start with the best. I'm going to say Utah. Uh, TCU and Utah both were kind of big winners because they elevated from kind of that, that they, they jumped, uh, up from the Mountain West Conference. TCU has done, done fine in the Big 12, but Utah seems to have now really cemented themselves as a consistent factor in the Pac 12. So I think Utah was a winner there. And the worst, I'm, I'm going to have to look at Maryland. They came Ugh. into the Big 10 with Rutgers and Rutgers, though, they had little option because the Big East was disbanding and. Yeah. So they, their options were limited. But Maryland, this is a big one for me, too, because of basketball. Like, they had ingrained basketball rivalry rivalries in the ACC. They're more of a – generally, traditionally, more of a basketball school. Uh, so they didn't quite fit there. And then football-wise, I mean, it is very difficult for them not being historically great. I mean, they had those Ralph Regan years, but kind of outside of that, like – it's a big jump up in competition to be in the Big Ten East, so I think they were kind of a loser.
0: Yeah, I was. I was looking at the the positive ones. I saw. I th- I thought one was just clear. Texas A and M. I think yeah, that's a I like definite, no doubt about it. You get out of the shadow of Texas. Like nothing separated them from Texas. Like they were just Texas's little brother in that state until they moved to the better conference. Now you hire Jimbo, and he's it just seems like A&M's ceiling just got way higher you know? 100% agree. Yeah, they're, they're now the Texas school of the SEC.
1: So they're, yeah, 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 it's, it was a, that was a very valuable for them. Okay. Uh, Next question, Ryan, I'll pose this to you comes from dmoose underscore 10. He says, who would you put on a coaching staff using only recently fired head coaches?
0: There's a decent, uh, I was looking at this list and there was a decent, some decent options. So I'd have Barry Odom, would be one of them. Uh, I think he got a raw deal there at Mizzou. I mean, he didn't do bad and he got canned. He had three straight bowl games, but, you know, whatever. Apparently, it's okay. not good enough. Uh, <laughs> it's not. Joe Moorhead would, uh, he'd definitely be on there. Obviously, oh, Mississippi yeah. State didn't work out, but he's he's good at offense, man. So, he could definitely be my offensive coordinator any day of the week and, you know, we're going to have a good offense there. All right, Chris so maybe Ashe. you got an offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator already. yeah, Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Um, Chris Ash, he worked somewhere on the defense. Um, I know he's, I mean, Rutgers was horrible, but everybody can excuse that because, you know, sorry, Todd, it's Rutgers. Um, (laughs) And uh, and I think he's he's still young enough that he can kind of build up his himself up again, I think. So he can kind of have another stint as a comeback type of coach. So he'd be on my defensive staff. And now we'll see how he does this year. He's Texas's DC so I'm sure yeah. he could bump him bump his profile up again uh, then I got two more Mark Richt he might be my head guy uh, I, I, I know he's I still technically, think he's a solid technically wasn't fired but I'll allow it you know, well I yeah, guess he was well he
1: was fired at Georgia yeah. so that was pretty recent I guess yeah
0: yeah there you go he's you know I think that he qualifies for this sure I think he's a solid coach he, you know in Miami eh, ran out of gas didn't work out too well but he did a great job at Georgia um, and the last guy I'll say that I think as this team's going to regret letting him go in a few years. Is Steve Adazio, uh, Boston College? He'll be my offensive line coach. He's great in that department. I mean, uh, BC—they went to bowl game six out of seven years. I know. I don't. Th- if I was a BC,
1: they were fan, like five hundred. Yeah, you just going five hundred every yeah. year. It's worth a shot. I'm not saying that's bad, but yeah, it's worth well, a shot on the upside. Even if if Halfley goes four and eight, you know, for the next couple of years, and you fire him, I still think it was it was worth a shot.
0: I don't know i don't know he might have had a break out at some point all right well <laughs> how so, long so you gonna wait <laughs> would it flash forward to like eight years from now scott frost
1: went six and six we're like oh it's going next year next year is the year <laughs> <laughs>
2: could be uh just had to get nebraska in there again hey, at least adazio was making pool games that's uh, true all right all right so now we got the next one from seth mcdonald what are your expectations for the new razorback staff
1: well, so obviously Sam Pittman has never been a head coach before and wasn't really a, a top candidate at, at lots of other high-profile jobs. Yeah, hasn't been a coordinator Yeah, So he's a big question mark, Um, but there are some good signs. He's a known as a really good recruiter, and he's hired what looks like a, a good staff. Kendall Bryles is offensive coordinator. Really like that hire. I think he's one of the best in the country. At defensive coordinator, Barry Odom, who Ryan just brought up, who's known as a, a good defensive coach. But my concern is the same concern I had when Chad Morris got there. It's that it has nothing to do with, with Chad Morris and nothing to do with Sam Pittman, but it's just right now so tough of a job because you got in the SEC West, Alabama, LSU, Auburn, and now A&M with the way Jimbo's recruiting. Those teams are just ridiculously talented. So there's four potentially really good teams. And then you go down to... miss and i'm super high on lane kiffin i think he's going to do a really good job i'm high on uh, well i'm not high on mike leach necessarily at mississippi state but yeah he's still a good coach so they you'd think they'd be competitive so where are the wins going to come from i that's so if i had just the west (laughs) if i had to project right now who's going to win the fewest sec games um in in the division over the next five years it would be
0: arkansas maybe i'm wrong but that's that's my prediction yeah i mean it's I, I agree with you. I, I do. Th- I mean, like you said, though, they do have a good staff. I mean, they have some good recruiters on the Justin, they Justin Stepp is a good recruiter, wide receivers coach. He's done a good job. They brought it def- Derek LeBlanc. He was a, did a good job, a defensive line coach for Kentucky. He's known as a good recruiter, but they're not recruiting well yet. <laughs> I mean, they, it's early. Steph- it's early. It, I know it's early, but I mean, you know, it, there's a lot of teams that have gotten a lot of commits already and there's, you know, Tennessee's one of them, but oof, Tennessee, yeah, crazy. Fire. Them and Vandy are the only two schools that don't have a four star in the SEC right now. So Okay. I mean not, not it's a great start. It's, <laughs> it's not a good start. Wise. So. But no. they did close out the last
1: class well, so I I think it it'll okay. be a solid class. We'll see.
2: Yeah. I have been surprised. I mean, their Arkansas fans have have been barking on on social media, not only to us, but kinda in the national uh spotlight. So they they seem to be encouraged by by Pittman. So that I mean for whatever that's not that that's worth much, but and it's not totally unprecedented to have Arkansas somewhat relevant. I mean, oh yeah, petrino, petrino all right, and petrino, petrino just yeah. a few years ago was was up there. I'm I'm not Used saying, Pit, but Petrino p- might be better than Sam Pittman, but that's a big unknown. So you know, if I had to look glass half full, there's there's optimism mainly because of what you guys said about the staff. So yeah, we shall and see. Things-
1: Things change fast. I, I list off, you know, Auburn is really good, but who knows? I mean, they could take a turn for the worse, and in three years, not be good. It, stuff happens. You know, it's not Arkansas. At some
0: point, will rise back up. Maybe it'll be under Pittman. We'll see. Yep, I hope so. I mean, it's I like watching them. They're, yep. they're fun to watch. All right, let's move on to the next one here. We got a question from Chad's underscore uh, five twenty nine of the hot seats. What is the best available job that comes open? And I'll ask you that one, Michael. Okay, so I've got a list of five really good jobs that could conceivably come open. So
1: the last one is the one is that my ultimate answer. So first, I'll start with USC Clay Helton. I'm how is that not number one? Well, because he's asking me to make a prediction. I'm going to predict that hey, Clay Helton just barely sticks around. That's what he's been doing the last <laughs> couple of <laughs> years. Um, I, I'm I think the team will be pretty good this year with all the returning production and Keaton Slovis. So I don't know. I'm just going to predict he barely hangs on. Uh, at Texas, of course, Tom Herman is under a lot of pressure this year, but I'm, I'm high on Texas this year. I think with, without injuries, um, like they had last year, I think they'll go, I don't know, maybe nine and three or something. And that'll be good enough to stay around. And then, uh, UCLA, Chip Kelly, Ryan's boy, Chip Kelly. Mm-hmm. For some reason, I just keep getting the idea that he'll at some point just leave. He'll just decide, ah, I'm done with this. I'm going to leave. But, uh, so that could happen. Or he could get fired. But I don't know. I still think – I just think it's too soon for them unless it's like a really, really bad year. And then Miami Manny Diaz also probably too soon,
0: but it could be a Willie Taggart situation. I think that's a little too soon for him just, just because no, they've agree. had – you know, Rick was wasn't was there for all that long. And then – so I don't know. I just feel like that would be soon. But, I know, agree. Go, I agree. Go 3 So that's why I'm going three. with South Carolina.
1: So Will yeah. Muschamp. He's one game over 500 in his career at South Carolina, which, you know, isn't horrible given the schedules they've, they've played. But with Clemson dominating right now, I just don't think they're going to be content with another, you know, if he goes six and six this year, which is good pretty luck. likely. Yeah. I mean, honestly, five and seven is, is not that I unlikely like either. So, um, I think he might get
0: fired and that's a good job. Yeah. I mean, they, you can recruit really well to South Carolina. Yeah. I was, I was. Th- I'm in mean, USC, Texas. I had that UCLA as well. South Carolina was also on there. I thought about like putting BYU on there just because Kalani Sitake's if he's yeah. kind of flirted with being on the hot seat, and mm-hmm. if he has another, if he has a bad year, then he could. And you know, BYU is not a bad job. They obviously have a pretty good tradition. So yeah, um, or U of A. Yeah, Arizona. that that
1: one. The reason I didn't say that is you would think something better than U of A would would come open but it's a it's a decent job too yeah all right uh next question from spence griff which team if any can you see having the next clemson-like rise to greatness what do you think trey
2: i think the answer here is texas a&m mm-hmm. uh, we, we've been you know we're we're really talking up the aggies but i mean say what you want We've 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 talked a lot also about jimbo fisher but say what you want about his coaching the Aggies recruiting is putting them in position to be successful on the field in the coming years. So that's the reason I'm saying this. It's, it's just purely they, they're getting the Jimmies and Joes here. And if they can start to develop here, I don't see why they can't take that next step and, and be uh, a major
0: player. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, it's Jimbo's only been there. This is, he's had two seasons, you know, and, and so mm-hmm. his recruits haven't had time to. You know, really get in there and make a big impact. That's he was won seventeen games those two years, nine wins first year, eight year wins last year. They were they and they played ridiculously tough schedule. They had Clemson on the schedule, so yeah. And they're in the SEC West, so those that's winning nine games with that is very good coaching. Yeah, and we then, talked about this on the coaches episode. He's made the yeah.
1: teams a lot better by the metrics. It just hasn't quite shown up on the wins yet because of the schedule. Yeah,
0: and I it's actually and it was a good answer, but I'm going to go with Tennessee. Ah. Uh, uh? Just, I mean, recency maybe a bias just because of you know what they're doing on the recruiting trail right now, but that's where it all starts. And they are just absolutely killing it. I mean, they've gotten like six four stars and two five stars in the last like two weeks, yeah, and just killing it. And they finished last year strong, and they're in the the weaker division, uh, so it's not exactly not not necessarily harder to rise. They're not fighting necessarily against Alabama every year and LSU every year, so. I think they. I mean, they 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 get the talent, enough talent, and they're capable of doing that, so they could make a rise. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I I guess Tennessee qualifies.
1: I didn't consider them just because they had pretty good run in the '90s. Um, But, but yeah, I guess they could qualify. It's not quite as out of nowhere as Clemson was, but it 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 makes sense. So I went with Texas A and M, just like Trey.
0: Yeah. Anybody else that you guys considered besides those? not A&M. really i mean people bring up georgia tech um I you think, do well i guess i do but
1: yeah not. <laughs> you i mean up. a&m there's just so much in place right now with the money that they're spending yeah. like even if it's not jimbo even if you don't like jimbo it could be the next right. guy that that does it yeah not yep. ucla i they're they're always brought up mm. in this conversation too but nah, commitment doesn't seem s- to be there no 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 yeah okay. Nebraska? Do we count?
0: <laughs> yeah, Florida, exactly. Florida State? Does Florida State count at this point? No, they
1: because they were they
2: just had they just had it great. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. They Here. just won a title a few years ago. uh All right. Speaking of Nebraska, from our friend Braden Hodges, B. Hodge ninety six. Does Nebraska make you sad? It should.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, it does. It does
2: does it, 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 man? Thanks, Braden. Nebraska.
0: Yeah, just thanks for rubbing it in. Three, three straight losing seasons, recruiting is going horribly so far this year. Uh, it seems we just like there's a lot of tension, you know, there's a lot of just angst and animosity or something inside the program right now. It just doesn't, two years ago or even a year ago, it felt like, okay, good, like, you know, we're not very good, but at least the, you can, the culture and it just felt good, but I don't know, it just doesn't, it just seems like nothing's going our way right
1: now. Well, if you're this is your first time watching or listening to the show, I promise we we usually
0: don't talk about Nebraska this much, so No. But uh, here we no, are no reason to. Yeah, true. Uh okay, let's move on from that depressing topic and <laughs> move on to uh a good topic, uh something that we all wish we would have. Uh from the question from Samurai underscore Zach underscore. What would your dream head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator combo be? Um and then somebody else, Davy he asked uh, pretty much an identical question, but he wanted to, to us to just use currently head coaches. So, combining those, uh, put together your dream staff. Dream staff using anyone you want: head coaches, coordinators, whatever. Who you got? I All think. right. So, go ahead. I'm going to start. Oh, hey, Trey, out go wi- ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> oh man, you're so, <laughs> so annoying.
2: So annoying. Can I go? Should I go? What?
0: What? <laughs> yeah,
2: go ahead. All right. So at head coach, I'm just going to say Nick Saban. Um, I want a strong leader, a good recruiter. He's clearly shown his prowess, uh, there. Offensive coordinator, I'm biased to the option. So I was kind of thinking either Tom Osborne of Nebraska or Whoa. Paul Johnson. Whoa, Whoa. all right. Just, okay. I want, I love the option offense and, the, and the, those guys, their, their demeanor, composure, it would fit well with Saban and, and the, the players and, Those guys, like they were able to maximize the talent of the players that they had. So got that. And then at defensive coordinator, I'd go Bud Foster, well respected, done wonders at Virginia Tech, um, known for being aggressive, which is something I would want on my defense. I mean, the Hokies have, you know, over the last couple decades under him, have done very well in a lot of defensive categories. So I think he would be uh, a good fit as my DC. All right. Trey's going old school there. Yeah. Interesting.
1: I, uh, I went with some more current guys. I've, well, I've got Nick Saban as the head coach also. We've talked enough about head coaches the last few weeks. I don't, I don't feel the need to explain that. Uh, Lincoln Riley as my offensive coordinator. Uh, He's just the best offensive mind in college football right now. I think pretty clearly. And then defensive coordinator. If I had to take a head coach, like our friend Davey asked us, I would, I'm torn between Dave Aranda and Jimmy Lake, two new head coaches, of course. Mm -hmm. Um, But ultimately, I guess if I had to take head coach, I'll say Jimmy Lake because of the recruiting. But I'm going to take Brent Venables, an actual defensive coordinator, because, I mean, Clemson's just been unreal the past few years under him. And even dating back to Oklahoma, he's got longevity, too, because Oklahoma was always a top 10 or 15 defense under him.
0: Wow, I had the exact same list as you, Mike. Oh, I really? Had, yeah. yeah, I had Sabin, I had Lincoln Riley, and I had Venables. Uh, I can obviously consider Dabo. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, Lincoln Riley, I feel, is just like the one... Lincoln, Nick Saban and Lincoln Riley are pretty much just obvious, I feel like, in these two. maybe think Dabo, so. you could. Yeah, some people could Dabo, argue that. Dabo, you but, could. But, I mean... But Lincoln, Lincoln Riley, Riley, to me, is, is obvious. Is, if, you know,
1: Trey's making his dream team, he wants the option, that's fine. But... I just want the yeah, option, yeah. Yeah, yeah but... Yeah, that's clear. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to refute that point. Uh, next question. Well, it comes from our other friend, Rutgers Todd, and he has three questions. So we'll, we'll assign one to each bro here. Uh, first one with all the virus stuff happening, do you think out of conference games will be canceled as they are now and replaced with closer regional opponents? So what
0: do you think, Ryan? Oh boy. I, uh, I just don't think college football will, take place at all in in 2020 Hmm. uh hot take yeah it's well i mean sec they're not going to play in the fall i've been getting i've been getting a little more hope maybe lately that they might you know change uh that might change my mind a little bit but i I just i don't know i just i don't think there's going to be enough schools that are, are gonna it's gonna warrant playing and like there's the the Cal state schools just already announced that they're not going to have students in the fall. So like San Diego state's not playing, uh, you know, those schools, well, not playing. we don't know that yet, but they're, they're, they're planning they, to their, their campuses mm. will be mostly online
1: with apparently some yes. in person. So we don't know that that means that they, they won't
0: have football, but it's not a good sign. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't see it. And then the, what, what I don't get the, um like the PAC 12 was saying, Oh, we're just going to, or we're, we're considering just playing 11 games and having to play against all against each other. I don't get what that really does. Like playing. Cause teams, it cuts down on playing. travel. I what don't. does that do for you? Like it it doesn't, well, that's what the sec is talking about too. Well, yeah. It doesn't, you're still going to play about the same amount of games. It's still people. I don't know. You're still playing against each other. I I, I still, I don't get what that really accomplishes. Like you still got to travel, What d- what difference does it make if you travel from, you know, Louisiana to Florida, then from Louisiana to New York or whatever. It doesn't, doesn't make any difference yeah i mean there's
1: so many like i guess the best answer for me is just i don't know like yeah because there's talk of it moving to the spring maybe just the pac-12 will move to next spring maybe you know maybe the sec will play in the fall the sec seems to be the most like i guess yeah most ready to play but obviously things are going to change in a few months we have no idea so yeah um, but there are there have already been to, to todd's point here um apparently alabama's already kind of put out its feelers with tcu in case um their non-conference games against cal and usc are canceled and then they could play each other so we're gonna i think all the options are are open at this point yep it's
0: true i mean i don't know i just i don't know i'm well I'm don't you know you know setting a guy my, i'm who, setting the uh, bar low setting the bar low yeah gonna be pleasantly surprised okay don't you know
1: a guy at an athletic program who uh Said that the season's going to be in the spring. Don't you have an inside info? Yeah, actually, I do. Mark
0: Emmert. Yeah. Get
1: Emmert tight. (laughs) All right. Next question. Uh, Trey. This is, this is, these are Todd's words. He says, seeing as we're the same age, do you find yourself craving a nice Werther's original in a quiet place just so you can crinkle the wrapper and annoy (laughs) youngins
2: around? I respect that, that move. Um, what's funny, Todd, is, I actually do love Werther's, so I hope that's not totally dating me. I I used to have, I just finished actually a bag of them. I just, I loved sucking on a Werther's. I think they're so good.
1: <laughs> I actually uh, buy
2: Werther's every once in a while too. I do like it as well. They are very
1: good. Okay. All right. Thank you for uh that old guy talk. Uh <laughs> Now, last question from Todd is for me. If you were stuck in any Disney slash Pixar movie universe, which would you most want to live in? And that is a good question. I am gonna go with the animated Disney movie Ralph Breaks the Internet. And have you guys seen that movie? I have not. It's I don't think so. I saw Wreck It Ralph, but I don't think okay. I saw that. Yeah, it's just the second one. Those are good movies. I like them, but uh yeah. sorry about a plane going by. Hopefully it's not too loud in the mic. But uh it basically the internet in the second movie just looks like this, yeah, just totally futuristic world, like kind of it looks like it's the year three thousand, the the drawings you would see for that. So that's where I would like live. that. I would love it. I would love yeah. it. Yeah, yeah.
2: Right. Okay. Our next one is from our cousin Jake. He says, "Do you guys think you could get Beth Moen's again for the Big Ten preview?" Beth's got a lot of pull, so that's true. I think we, I think we could get her again. You guys I mean, think? she probably has some time on her hands and would like to do do it. As I mean, her, he would probably like. I mean, her, she. Yeah Brothers
1: because, uh, because a lot of Are people annoying. and the reason you say that Trey is a lot of people say that Beth Moen sounds like
2: our cousin Nate, Jake's brother, but I don't know right. what they're talking about when I don't know. I mean Jake maybe her brother is annoying her and she wants to do it. I don't know. No, nah, I'm just getting confused. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll we'll have Beth
1: on.
0: We'll have Beth on. Uh okay. What do we have next here? All right. The next one we got uh if you had to uh pick a new team to cheer. Oh, sorry, it's from Ethan. If you had to pick a new team to cheer for uh, from your least favorite conference, who would you choose?
1: It's a good question. I don't really have a least favorite conference. I guess I'll just say the ACC because right now it's maybe the least interesting with Clemson dominating it. And I'm going to take Georgia Tech because you're starting on the ground floor. So you're not you're not jumping on a bandwagon and they have a chance to be really good. Like the way they're recruiting,
2: they're in Atlanta. I just think it would be a fun team to cheer for. A good answer. Yeah, I'm kind of the same though. I don't really dislike any of the conferences. I'm going to say the Big Twelve just because it consists of uh, old Nebraska rivals. <laughs> but I think in the conference, I would actually choose TCU. Uh, you're not a front runner by cho- uh, choosing them. Dallas, Fort Worth area, so they're a- they're going to be able to bring in some talent. I kind of like that Horn
0: Frog logo, and we all know I've loved Gary Patterson. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm with Pac-12 because uh, it's the you know, they just don't have the high quality okay. right now. All right, hey, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> I went Utah, uh, just because I, I'm. I kind of always been a Utah guy, like fan. Just you know, I had a buddy growing up who was a pretty good big Utah fan, and I, I just I don't know. They seem kind of a little bit like the underdogs coming into the for conference. Sure. So it's just easy to root for Utah. I feel like you know they're not. Why would anybody dislike Utah? There's just no. very few reasons. Well, that's so, you're BYU, I, have other, I, guess. I have many. Yeah. Well, but, unless you're BYU. But other than but, that. Yeah, other than that. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, go Utes. They're fun. Cool. Uh, okay. And then, uh, let's see. Ethan had another one here. Um, if you were forced to be any animal for the rest of your life, uh,
1: what animal would you be? I'm going bald eagle. Because, I, number one, I wanted to be able to fly. And, number two, I don't want to get eaten by other animals. So, bald
2: eagle. Yeah. Apex That's predator. pretty good answer. I... I have no idea. So I, what I actually did is I went online and I, there was a website that you could take a quiz and it <laughs> matches you with the animal that they think you'd be. Oh wow. So I answer all these questions and I don't think I would want to be this animal but it turns turns out I'd be a dolphin. Uh I don't really enjoy like Stan's dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does it describes it describes a a Kyle's, dad. Oh, it was Kyle's, Kyle's dad. Oh, Kyle's dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. It describes a dolphin as playful and happy, don't have too many highs and lows, believe believe life shouldn't be taken too seriously, you go out of your way to make new friends and make others happy, you have an optimistic nature like dolphins. So, there you go. That's
0: wonderful. How about that? I would be a dog uh, just because they get a lot of special treatment from humans Mm -hmm. and uh, they pretty much have everything made for them. You don't really have to work for anything, you just... Oh, my, you know, you get food, you get everything taken care of. So, you know, and you get, you get some good stuff. All right. Shout out to Ryan's dog, Milo. How's Milo doing? Is he he's behaving? Good. He's, you know. A little he's not bit. barking. No. Yeah. He's, I don't know. He goes, comes and goes. <laughs> okay. That, but
1: he's getting better. He's getting better. Yeah. I've I've had to do less muting of your audio lately. So that's nice. Yep. Yep. Uh, okay. Next question. We Well, we've got actually another set of three questions from kenny who by the way kenny has his own podcast called prospects 101 highly recommend that they talk about both high school recruiting those prospects and current college players who are prospects for the nfl draft so check that out and then uh but his question is in your opinion what is the perfect playoff slash postseason format for college
0: so we'll give you this one ryan excellent uh well as it stands right now having a playoff system four is stupid i think we can all agree <laughs> like that's not even a playoff it's just a i don't know what other system out there has a four-team playoff tournament there is not one just that you know it's just really doesn't make sense so okay i think the best system if we're gonna have a playoff which you know we, we're not going back to not having one ever so eight teams five conference champs three at large simple as pie okay all right so you're not including
1: the the g5 in there just unless they make it as an at-large and they got to make it if you can't make to the top eight
0: well then tough noogies, <laughs>
1: tough noogies. <Okay. laughs> wow never
0: heard mm-hmm. you say that before ryan <laughs> well i say it to my uh kids that i teach oh, okay. all the time, so yeah you know but he tagged me when i was on the ground well, tough noogies. <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: <laughs> good i like that <laughs> yeah uh okay so that leads into his next question though not the noogies the the g5 thing would it make sense for the g5 to have a championship style bowl between the two highest mid majors if so what would you call it so i think if they don't have a realistic chance of of making whatever playoff is in effect then then i like the idea it makes a lot of sense that could get them more you know more eyeballs. The only downside is they wouldn't be playing against a power five school to kind of prove their worth. But, uh, but other than that, I like it. And so as far as the name, I think you got to just treat it like, like a championship. So I'm not going to get, I'm not just going to name it the so-and-so bowl. You know, I want it to be a championship. So keep it simple. G5 national championship. And now everyone has a chance to play for a national championship. All right. Uh, next question is for Trey. What is the best college football show on TV? If your answer is college game day, then what would be number two?
2: Yeah, game day is pretty solid just because of the nostalgia piece of it. But uh, I'll say I was kind of between two. I'm going to say one that people probably don't watch much is inside college football on on CBS Sports during the week. They they do multiple episodes during the week. It kind of gets me excited for the up, upcoming week's games. They start to preview them pretty early. New uh, Neuheisel is on. Yeah, Neuheisel is good. I like Neuheisel. Uh, Brian Taylor, Randy Cross, Adam Zucker, Zucker, they all have a good rapport those guys when you watch it. So that's an entertaining show. Adam Zucker Zucker, he has the most like broadcaster voice ever.
1: Totally yeah, does. <laughs> it's like
2: <laughs> ridiculous. He does. College football final is good in the sense that it's kind of nice recap on Saturday night, but yeah, I don't necessarily care for someone in particular on that show. Oh, okay. Wow. All right very cool uh what's next trey we got another question oh yeah from spec slayer what are the craziest emotions that have been experienced with the bros watching a game so michael why don't you take this yeah growing up as uh nebraska fans we've had a lot of heartbreaking moments so i would say
1: trey with trey the the bad games it's mostly sadness after the game ryan and yeah,
0: i 98k state i believe 98k uh,
1: state very was sad game yeah, with yeah, Ryan, that was tough. Ryan and I, it's mostly yelling at the TV or yelling at each other. <laughs> growing up, um, yelling at Joe Daly for sure. He was not not fun dude. to watch, dude. Now after losses, which Ali has been on the podcast and talked about it before, because Trey's Trey's wife, she was wasn't the first time she came over to our house. What game was that? The Miami game
2: against Nebraska? No, or her first? Or no, that not actual. Have game that she saw was the Seahawks Super Bowl against the Patriots. Ah, that's what it was. Um, okay. We were the whole family oh. was rooting for the Seahawks and uh
0: oh. we all remember what happened. Oh. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. rough. Oh. Yeah. Uh there's been some some tense moments. The uh one that sticks out to me just because of what happened, like to me, was I was uh playing a uh I was in college and I was playing a uh I was in a in a game. We were playing a I was playing a basketball game And, uh, that was the the exact same time as the big 12 title game was going on in 2009. And, uh, so I was playing the game and then I recorded the the game uh, or I was was playing the basketball game and I was recording the big 12 championship. Going to watch it later. During the game, I split my lip open, like, and I went up for a layup. Somebody's elbow just like split it completely wide open. So I had to go to the hospital. Uh, the hospital had a TV in there and they were actually playing the big 12 championship. So I'm just like actively doing this, like avoiding it. You know, get my lips stitched up would hurt. Like, that was the worst pain I think I may have ever felt, like just getting needles Oof. in my lip. But, anyways, so I, my whole, I talk, tell my family, I call them and everybody knows that I'm what's going on. So they know I'm not actively watching the game and I'm going to watch it later. Get back to my dorm room and watch the game, you know, and go through it, go through it, go through it. And I'm just like 12 to 10, you know, we take the lead. And then Texas has got that field goal with one second left. I'm like, they're not going to make it. My family would have told me not to watch it if if he made it. And then it goes through. I'm like, what
2: the hell?
0: Like, well, tell me, why would you let me sit through that? Like, oh my God. Yeah. We, that hurts. You said so you didn't want to know. So, well, yeah, that's a I, tough one. I've, ever since that game, I've made it clear yeah. to you guys, like, if it's going to be a heartbreaking loss, Tell me, like, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't need to.
1: It's a weird thing, but yeah, do we do. I mean, we'll Trey and I will will text you. Yes, if Nebraska gets blown out or something, and for, some, for whatever reason you can't watch it live, we're just like, don't watch it. And unfortunately, but Michael yeah. and
2: I, we have to like we have to exchange texts to make sure. Like, we talk it out. Like, should we tell him? Yeah, we probably should. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, no, yeah. we have to. I would want to know.
0: I I've never been mad at you guys for telling me don't watch it. You know, yeah, like, That's true. So yeah, not yeah, worth it's, that instant pain. But it was like, wow, that was like a tar- terrible, terrible night. That's insult me, to Thank injury right there for sure. It, really, it literally was. Yeah.
1: Uh, I'm surprised you never told that story on the podcast before, but I don't think you have. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right. Moving on to our last question here from Andrew. Uh, if you could bring one head coach and one announcer along for a road trip, visiting all 666 Cracker Barrel locations in America, who would you bring? And by the way, I didn't, I didn't put it in our outline here, but... Andrew
1: in the email said his answer would be Mac Brown and Adam Amin.
0: Ooh, Adam Amin. Yeah, that's, good. those yeah. are two are great we not choices. going to discuss the six hundred and sixty-six. Oh, the six-six-six. Yeah, that's
1: odd that they have exactly. Oh, yeah. six, I mean, they
0: really need to close one or open they one. They should. Like yeah.
2: I mean, it's that's strange. Come on. <laughs> uh, wow, Ryan takes offense to this. Uh, well, it's just I'm going to say funny. for a coach, Mike Gundy. Uh, that just kind of seems like his type of establishment. Not to mention he'd be entertaining. I'm sure he would have great stories to tell. Wouldn't mind hanging out with Gundy at Cracker Barrel. For announcer, hmm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Brent Musburger. Share some yeah. uh, some gambling stories, maybe place some bets on random things that's going on at uh, each restaurant. That's
0: cool. I like yeah, it. How's going? Okay. Um what? I'm going to go with um, Mike Leach. just cuz I want to see what he's really like, you know, in like real yeah. I don't know. Seems like an interesting character for sure. Yeah.
2: But what if you don't like him after the first one and you've got 665? I, I would left not want to
1: be with Mike Leach for that long of a period of time, but
0: fair, fair. It's a risk. All right. What's Andrew's your, who's risk? your announcer? Gus Johnson. Nice. He could never energy. Yeah. bring, bring he was the energy, energy for sure.
1: <laughs> I, uh, I went for the announcer. I just copied, uh, Andrew because Adam and me and he just seems like, He's first of all, he's like around our age, so he just seems like the person that we would most likely be friends with. So I want one kind of normal, funny person there to be friends with. And then the other one I'll have is Nick Rolovich of Washington State, who to me seems like maybe a more palatable leech, like maybe a leech that's not quite as out there, but still will bring the entertainment. He's a character. Yeah, he's a character. That's that's true. I like your pick better. Thank you. Good one. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right. That'll do it. Thanks thanks a lot for all those questions. Really appreciate it. And uh, remember, if you want to support the podcast, we have t-shirts, as we mentioned. Go to collegefootballbros.com slash merch, and we will talk to you next week. Goodbye.
0: You've been listening to the College Football Bros. If you have any questions for the next podcast, email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com. To keep up with the brothers on social media... Like them on Facebook at College Football Bros. Follow them on Instagram at College Football Bros. And for their commentary on Saturdays, follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.
1: Have you been to Express lately? People can't get enough of their clothes. They're like Insta-confidence boosters. The jeans come in a temp-control fabric that keeps you comfortable no matter the weather. And the t-shirts, hands down, they'll feel like they're made of the softest fabric you've ever worn. And get this, the suits have stretch and look sharp. Like, what? How do they do that? Everyone's
0: raving about the newest looks from Express. Just check out the five-star reviews. See for yourself and shop the latest at Express.com and in stores.